our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Yeah, I never Woo-hoo. cease to be amazed at how quickly the audience from Bob's show leaves and we get ours in. Because they have separate tickets. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. This is a ticketed event. So we, we clear the gallery and then bring our new audience in. And that happens very quickly. I'm amazed Oh, at that. we have to. We have oh, to yeah. be fast. I was thinking maybe we ought to build a second studio just for Ooh, to separate those audience. To, It'd be quicker. Yeah. Put a few Trying more to rush seats. them in yeah. and out is it's yeah. tough. It's it tough. Is. Security has trouble with that. So. Yes, yes but they do. We'll we'll explore possibilities for for that. I think in the future that'll be my job. I'll go. I'll go explore those possibilities. Okay. All right. Um, we are going to have a guest uh, a little bit later on in the show. Mayor Mark Center will be with us this morning. We had a long city council meeting last night. Started at six and. I got out of there about eight, I wow. think. I don't know. It might have been longer than that, even. That's, uh, yeah, that's it's unusual. relatively long. Um, there were some interesting things on the agenda, um, but I picked the one that was of most interest to me. Okay, well, that's <laughs> so, fine. That's where we'll start with the mayor, and then we'll move down through um, catching up the rest of the stuff. There you so. go. Um, I did post a story um, from the Stark County Police Department yesterday um, because this is in response to a March 14th fatal accident that happened over in San Pierre where, um, I, I will tell you, it did happen in the evening and in March, early March, it's dark, dark, you know, um, mm-hmm. So this happened in probably in that 10 o'clock hour or whatever that uh, somebody was driving down the road, hit somebody, and drove away and yeah. left that person there. Um, so you drive away, and that's, that's the biggest thing. Well, yeah. Because in going through this investigation, it was determined that – Travis Lynch, who is 38 from La Crosse, was traveling south on U.S. 421 right. near County Road 500 South um, in San Pierre. And Mr. Sherman, the gentleman he hit, was determined to be in the roadway. And Mr. Lynch did not see him in time to sure. react. And so he couldn't avoid hitting him. He hit him. And left the scene yeah he would have been well he might have been drunk i don't know yeah. he but at 10 o'clock an hour maybe not he left the scene and went on wherever he went um the investigation has been ongoing they eventually found the 2003 white dodge ram 1500 pickup at Paul's Auto Yard in Westville. Okay. So he had taken it to a yeah, auto sure. junk or a junk shop or what has sold it or whatever. 
So they did an inve- they did continue with the investigation and on Friday, March 25th, they interviewed Travis Lynch uh, and eventually arrested him for leaving the scene of a fatal accident, which is a level four felony. Yeah. So, jeez. I don't know. I just don't leave the scene. Yeah. I mean, he would he would have been I, I I'm sure his charges wouldn't have been as bad if he hadn't have left the scene. That's my guess. Yeah. But you know, I uh you don't know what you'll do in a situation until you're in well, that situation. Well, and it's scary. It's yeah. dark and oh yeah. my god, I hit somebody yeah. and you think it's the middle of the night yeah. and I'm out here in nowhere, but no, it, 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 it'll come back to haunt yeah, you. Yeah, you still just got to stay. Yep, stay and, and make that call. Yeah. So um, another arrest, this comes from the Plymouth Police Department. This happened just after 6 o'clock on Sunday evening. Uh, Officer Crynock stopped a vehicle on US 30 at Pioneer Drive uh, for speeding. And when he went up to the vehicle, he smelled marijuana coming from the auto. You know, when you go to roll down the windows and the and smoke, smoke rolls comes out. out yeah. yeah. Uh, 40-year-old Timothy Rayford of Chicago was found to be in possession of marijuana and a pill that tested positive for methamphetamine. He was lodged in the Marshall County Jail for possession of methamphetamine and possession of marijuana. And Now, get this, though. He was booked in at 716 and released at 842 after paying the cash bond. Well, and I hate to say this, but since he's from Chicago, we'll probably never see him again. <laughs> He'll probably never probably, show back uh, up. Probably not. <laughs> you know, you hate to say it, but. It's a business investment paying that bail. <gasps> oh, yes. Yes, it is. Definitely. And we have another arrest. This is an unusual one. This also happened. On Sunday, about 11 o'clock in the morning, and this comes from the Marsh County Sheriff's Department, um, they were dispatched to an in-progress theft of a vehicle that was in the 3000 block of Fur Road. So because of the distance, Bremen Police also assisted uh, in this investigation. Um, and the reporting party said they didn't know who the male subject was that had entered a vehicle and was attempting to drive away with the vehicle. At the t- and while they were on the phone, he's trying to drive away. Yeah. Um, so county officers ar- uh, f- arrived, found the car that he was attempting to steal stuck in the mud in the front yard of the victim's house. Um, several different citizens then directed officers to the 4,000 block of 3B Road, which is just east of where the vehicle was located. And... Um, Eventually, officers were allowed to enter that residence, and they located Jason M. Canfield. He's 41 from South Bend, and uh, the witness identified him as the man who was attempting to take the car. So he was lodged in the Marsh County Jail on a level six felony for, uh, but the charge was... Oh, I didn't put the charge. I would have put it as vehicle theft. They put it as vehicle theft of parts or uh, accessories from a vehicle. So it's like, what? Maybe he actually took the radio. Maybe, or gra- yeah. Maybe he took something out of it when he left. Well, but- it's stuck in the mud, but I'm taking this this rearview mirror. It's coming with me. <laughs> At least getting that. Yeah. So, 
Those are uh, your latest police reports. Um, Mayor Mark Center is with us early this morning, so I, I think. You want to take a break? Okay, let's break? take a break because we might chat with him over. Uh, or it's Tuesday. It's yeah, one Lake it's Day. Swan Lake, yeah, there you go. Which it is though? It'd be yep. either burgers. Well, I've got spaghetti. Okay, this it's time. Thursday night special. Yep. Thursday night, ten dollars spaghetti dinner, five to nine at the Chop House uh, at Swan Lake, and uh, you are going to get this spaghetti dinner. If you are caller number five at 574-936-4096, 574-936-4096, caller five, eating some spaghetti, and oops, almost hit the wrong button, but I didn't. This is what I meant to say. If you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. At Co-Alliance Propane, we treat our customers like neighbors because it's exactly what we are. Co-Alliance isn't some company across the country. We're across the county. We work, play, and live right here in Marshall County. With programs like Summer Fill, Budget, and Fixed Price, you can choose the program that works best for you. Visit co-alliancepropane.com for more details, including 50 free gallon offers for new and existing customers. Co-Alliance Propane, seriously local. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easy going for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Cruncher, two for $3.50, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, two for $4. Check out the Belmart Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica me crazy blueberry muffin or decaf coffee plymouth belmart bp opens at 4 a.m for all you early birds we built this city we built this city on rock and roll we built this city we built this city on rock and It's never over till the listener gives his view here on What's Your Opinion on WTCA Implement. Call now, 574-936-4096, or tell us what you think or text, 574-307-6647. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. All right. Uh, Katie, enjoy the spaghetti. 
She's going to Swan Lake to yeah. Dickies yep. for a Thursday no, night. No, it's the Chop House the on chop Dickies. House. Well, sorry. You, you, it was Dickies forever. Yeah. Yes. So if you don't know it as the Chop House, you know it as Dickies. It's the restaurant you've come to know and love over so the years. So the spaghetti has pork chop in it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, <laughs> no. I wonder if they'd fix it for you that way if you want instead of a meatball. Hey, could you put, give me just a little chunk of pork chop in there? <laughs> a little pork in there, yeah. please. I don't know. Mayor Mark Center is with us Good this morning. morning. Everybody. Uh, we had uh, city meetings last night, and and I didn't even pay attention on the agenda. There were too many other things on the agenda, but it was also the state of the city address oh, last night. Was. And, of course... As I'm go- going to the meeting, I tell Jim, I only got 22% on my phone. Uh-oh. You know, and then I'm driving and I'm trying to plug my phone in to charge in the car. As I get there, I get Mm-mm. one more percent. Uh, that, was, that was not going to help me. And I knew if I <laughs> actually videoed or Facebook live the mayor's, I would run out. My, my battery would run out and I wouldn't be able to catch the rest of the meeting. So... Mayor, let's talk for a minute um, about the state of the city. I think we're in a good state. I um, do. I was amazed or shocked when you actually um, mentioned the number of people who died um, from COVID-19. Yeah. And it was, I think, 100, I did the same thing last year. I think it was 106 um, in uh, March of 21. So uh, we lost few more, um, up to 184 in, in, in the county of Marshall. Which is too bad, too bad, just no. too many. And um, you actually held a moment of silence uh, for all of those. And 22,428 Hoosiers, too. Um, yeah, that's... In total. Um, that was, that no was matter a, what people believe, it, it is real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely no is. That. So... Um, you know, sometimes, Mayor, when you do the State of the City, you actually kind of have this little theme going on. And I thought maybe it was going to be One Visions or Great Hometowns. And every time you started to talk about a different section in it, you would say another Great Hometown. Yeah, or, it's, it was, you know, you've done that uh, in this, the past. Uh, yeah, I have, and I just <laughs> chose not to this time. And <clears throat> well, you, you're experienced at this. <laughs> I often uh, use a finish it with a quote but i couldn't find a good quote for <laughs> yesterday so okay um so some of the um highlights of it um a couple of things i definitely want to talk about is um some of the stellar opportunities that folks may not realize that are going on yeah. and or have happened yeah greenways trail uh, phase three will be inside river park square uh, so you'll cross the bridge there at Garrow Street, the, the wooden bridge, the new wooden bridge from two year, three years ago, two years ago. Um, and then uh, the trail goes all the way around the river, or follows the river to the wooden bridge uh, by uh, Rivergate South. And that'll be the third phase of, of the trail. Also is uh, River Park Square Phase 2, and uh, that's going to have a shelter. Um, it's going to have a a uh, veterans memorial, um, full time cornhole, or uh, yeah, permanent, con- yeah, permanent cornhole, 
uh, games. Um, let's see what else is in there. Um, oh, yeah, a, a kids' playground, too. So yeah, kind of like a like a natural, more not the not a swing set type thing, right. but a, a more natural playground right. for them. So that's there's moving a couple, along. There's a couple of other items I think we've had to take out uh, just for uh, for financial reasons, but uh, those are the those are the big ones. And then the the next thing that you talked about is something that a lot of people may not know about, and so um, it's the new housing development that Kevin Berger is doing. We've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I haven't. I guess I really need to like drive out there and take a couple of pictures and well, let back in oh six and oh seven, uh, they had a federal program where um, the uh, previous administration um, had a housing development mm-hmm. there, uh, and uh, and then you know we all know what happened in oh eight and oh nine, and and it fell through, uh, no fault other than the. Other just than the economy. The, the economy yeah. at the time. Um, so there's been a few builds since then, but uh, this is going to be 40 units. Uh, it'll be uh, townhouses, and uh, right there on Baker Street, across pretty much across from uh, uh, New Song Church in that area. So, um, and, east, and east I, would, I would. I would say this is kind of like um, workforce development housing or, or or something. That's that's how they're gearing it right. um, for the workers in the factories to have, uh, you know, a, a place to to live. And this one definitely, compared to Centennial Commons, is that or Crossing Centennial Crossing? Um, that's that's a huge development out right. there, um, with a, a total mix of everything. Where this is just a small workforce development. Uh, and it's, so I would say this one's going to be quieter. It's in a, a residential off section. You know, it's not near a bunch of, you're not going to have a bunch of street traffic and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but it's still 40, 40, 40, 40 homes. 40 homes. And, yep. you know, I've been talking for 14 years about housing, 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 and it's finally happening. So. You also talked a, a little bit about the corner, the Redneck Fireworks, one of your favorite places. <laughs> yeah, I didn't use that term last night. No, but. you didn't. <laughs> but uh, where Redneck Fireworks or Pyros, they were here in the right here in the middle of the Four Corners in downtown. Um, that the city was able to purchase that building, and they should see something happen this spring. Yes, uh, we finally got okay uh, from the state of Indiana to take that building down and um what's cool about it is that the stone stone excavating is going to do that themselves uh free gratis and and uh that's going to be neat uh for just just to have the building down um and and then in the yep. future we want to commemorate uh the northern i guess you'd say uh crossroads of northern indiana right there yep. and uh have a little pocket park so so and and that piece, you will be looking for some grants and such right. to get that going. But at least it, that eyesore of a building will be down, and it'll be level ground there. And so it's not; a, it won't be a stellar project. That's the way we wanted no. it, to, but we can't do that now. So, 
So I mentioned Centennial Crossings. This is the one that is out on the north side of Centennial Park. For us old folks, it would be the new section of Centennial Park. If you would head north out there to go to Plymouth Goshen Trail, right across the street is Centennial Commons um, that has just grown up. Crossing. Or Centennial Crossings grown up over the winter and filled up like crazy. I mean. Yeah, and they're working right now on two more two-bedroom apartment complexes. Uh on the far north side, near US 30, so um, that's uh, it's going to be huge and 275 units all all, all together. Um, senior housing, single-family dwellings, apartments, condominiums, and even a clubhouse. So it's it's a lot like uh, what CMD um, Construction Management yeah. and Design did over in Warsaw, uh, north of stairway 15, north of 30, uh, past all the shopping centers. Um, same same kind of thing, same kind of development. So it is. Um, uh, you you talked about a ton of different things. Um, you attended a ribbon a ribbon cutting uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago for something that um, this community definitely needs. Um, and you want to chat for a minute about yeah, that project? Yeah, it's the Indiana Supportive Housing Institute that granted. Uh, Garden Court Incorporated, uh, a grant for $1.7 million. And back in 2016, there was about eight of us that went down to a two-day seminar in Bloomington and got to see... Uh, you were educated down there, we weren't were, you? Yeah. And, <laughs> there was, and it was very competitive because there was like right. six or seven other communities, you know, that were uh, vying for that. And I don't know how many got it, but we did. And... Uh, uh, so it's um, 16 units. Um, it looks like an, looks like a an apartment complex, mm-hmm. just west of Centier Bank, um, and um, it's going to be permanent. It's going to be supported by uh, the Bowen Center uh, and uh, the hospital and, and other units that uh, assist people. Um, it is not. A homeless shelter, like many people thought it was would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, there will be people there, um, staying there that will monitor everything that's going on, and uh, and it encourages those folks living there um, to. They don't have to go somewhere to get services. So if if they're a client at Bowen Center, Bowen <laughs> Center is going to have an office there so that they. They don't have to worry about getting a car to get over to their appointment. The Bowen Center is going to be right there. Right. The hospital is involved with this. I mean, there are a ton of different agencies that are involved with this and will provide services. And um, I'm sure you'll have, like, Purdue Extension will come in. And, and they have a larger kitchen area where, you know, they can teach people how to cook uh, cheap meals or well, those kind of things. And, you know, Serenity was murdered, if you will, um, in uh, September of 2015. And when we were at our seminar in Bloomington, Indiana, and and that occurred at the Economy Inn. um, Mm -hmm. And when we were at our our, uh, meetings um, in Bloomington, we voted then to name it after Serenity. So it was actually the cast... 
St. Catherine Casper Serenity Place. Um, And we cut the ribbon. Broke ground uh, in December of 2020. Yeah, December of 20. Um, And in a snowstorm, actually. Um, In December. Yes, that's the uh, truth. We broke ground, or we cut cut the ribbon on March 10th. No snowstorm. No snowstorm. Thank goodness. Uh, One of her grandmothers, both of her grandmothers were at the groundbreaking in one of her, one of Serena, uh, Serenity's grandmothers, Gina Williams, was there for the ribbon cutting as well. <clears throat> Wonderful. So right now, but the Bowen Center is taking applications. This isn't something where you would stay there one night and the next night you're sleeping <laughs> under a bridge. I, I just I can't say that enough. This you, is, you would stay there. You would go there with all intentions that this may be your forever home. Right. I mean, it is permanent housing. If you get on your feet they're going to help people with budgets and that kind of stuff and making sure that they have applied and 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 are getting the services that are due and owed to them that they qualify for so at that point maybe somebody's having a hard time getting and keeping a job they're going to work with those people to try and do that and at some point they may be able to it is it is income dependent on the uh, how much you're going to pay for your housing there, um, but at some point they may say, you know what, I think I think our family is good enough, or I as an individual is stable enough now that I can go and move out and get my own place. Right. So, um, it, you know, that's the possibility, but that is not what it is. We don't put you in here for six months and then tell you <laughs> you got to get out. You're you're there, and it's your permanent home, and it comes furnished. So I know Laura just brought back some stuff from Florida uh, to help furnish those those rooms. And the community community corrections also uh, threw in $60,000. Truly amazing. I think thank that group for that and and, uh, especially Ward Byers. That was sort of his idea to, to come up with. And so that was very nice. And community corrections, I'll say that that the idea came up because sometimes there are people in the jail who could qualify for community corrections and get out, but they can't live where they lived before. Um, They may have severed ties with their family. The family don't want anything to do with them. They put up with it too long. And they can't get them out of jail because they have no place to go. This would be a possibility that if there's an open apartment and they could qualify, that they could get the help they need. And right. they could get out of the jail situation, go on community corrections, and and then get start turning their life around. So, yep. um, You also talked uh, about the March County Economic Development Corporation. And over the last two years, obviously, COVID, you would think things weren't happening, but you talked about some of the great things that are happening right here. In yeah, it's, I, it's, it's truly a blessing uh, that what we've been able to do the last year or so. And appreciate Laura Walls and, and what she's done uh, as, as leader of our MCEDC. And um, just a few examples, uh, Complexus Medical Devices has taken over the 3M building uh, with a $3.1 million investment. Right now, only six jobs, but that's gonna that's gonna change. Um, 
Divert Incorporated uh, takes over the new the newly constructed Commerce Building at Pioneer Drive and Jim New Drive. Four point two million dollar investment with fifty five new jobs, high paying jobs, and and yeah. what what they're going to be doing um, is taking fruit and vegetables. Um, and this phase is three phases, but uh, they'll be taking fruit and vegetables ultimately and making methane gas from that uh, old. It's a great fruit. recycling it project. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And it doesn't stink, and um, so that's always a good thing. Um, we don't want that anymore in our, in our community like we had at one time. So, sure. <clears throat> Holiday properties. Uh, we talked about that later, uh, and. Because they applied for a um, for an abatement, and uh, we first met with them in December, I think, and um, they said it'd be ten to fifteen jobs. And so we met with them again last week, and they said, "Well, no, it's going to be eighty-five jobs." <laughs> That's a huge increase. It is three point three million dollar investment, uh, and uh, it's going to be a renewal by Anderson. Actually, is what it's is, is what it is. It's a it's Anderson Windows out of Minnesota, but um, renewal by Anderson is a, a, a part of that, if you will, uh, from Carmel, Indiana, and and um, so that's going to be uh, an, a, another great addition to our to our workforce. Yeah, and, um, and that's going to be a new building. That, right. That's you know another big investment in the town of Plymouth. Right, city. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I always do that. Yes. I have to do that. Um, there's only 120 of us. And <laughs> so uh, Oasis Lifestyle is uh, expanding with a new second building on North Pioneer Drive. $12 million investment and 44 jobs. Um, and, uh, you know, they're right now on uh, Pidco Drive and... Um, they they're looking for people to work and they want to add 44 more so yeah. um appreciate the that and the acre family uh for for bringing that forward and actually uh it's moving into mark acres uh building there on on pioneer across from pioneer so oh, okay. pioneer or uh corteva, corteva so uh and then um pidco uh, is a, is assisting in the expansion, I, and I can't give you the name because I will be. Um, it's under wraps. Yeah, it's it's. I don't want to steal Pitco's thunder, but um, they're putting a forty three thousand square foot building on um, Commerce Drive, right across from Pretzels Incorporated. Uh, it, it's a an existing company here in town, and uh, so I'm looking forward to that as well. And then that's the kind of the industrial side of things, but there are a lot of other retail things there that were, have yeah. happened too. I just had, I mean, as I started writing these out, I thought, well, there's that one, and then there's that one, and then, oh, yeah, there's that one too. So <laughs> they just kept coming. Yeah, Planet Fitness. So we cut the ribbon on there about a month ago uh, up near Kroger's. Thursday, we're cutting the ribbon for Burke's Outlet Store, uh, which takes the. I think MC Sports Space, uh, the part that was yeah. in Kroger's uh, there, or uh, Kmart, I mean. Um, and um, They've actually started their soft opening yesterday. Oh, did they really? Yeah. So uh, anybody can go in? Uh, yes. Okay. No. I, I, I saw a few comments on 
Facebook, oh, I'm going to be in trouble with this story <laughs> town. <laughs> so, I'll have to get in there yeah. and say hey to him. So. Yeah. Uh, Ollie's Bargain Outlet um, in the old J.C. Penney's building is coming. I haven't. I, their sign is up now, um, or at least a banner, I guess. Uh, no, but they got the sign on the building. Oh, did they? Okay. Yep, and they they're hiring too. So yeah. Um, and I um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about a, a, a grand opening for them, but. I'm sure it'll be soon. We have three new clothing stores downtown. Um, the first one is Lock and Key, which is in the old Center Bank uh, slash mm-hmm. visitor center. Um, and she opened about a, about two months ago. Uh, and then Ella and Ava, that's uh, at uh, the corner of Michigan and Laporte Street. And, uh, and then Laura Mann is going to be opening her Butterfly Boutique. In the old um, Watson City Watson, News Agency. Watson City ah, News Agency. That's where, cool. It's where the uh, city offices were yeah. for t- almost two years. So um, <laughs> she her, knows the building well. Yeah. <laughs> I've not been there yet, uh, but I hope I'm saying this right. And Antojitos Honduran Restaurant on North Michigan Street, and um, we had a. A Cuban restaurant in there for a short time uh, last summer. Um, he didn't last. It didn't last very long. But but it's primarily the same kind of. It's different than Mexican food. Um, they use a lot of uh, cabbage and they and they use uh, plantain, um, which are the you know the big green banana things and a little, a little bit different than the, the normal um, Mexican restaurant and, or. Latino restaurant. I was I was at some meeting. I know there there's been some talk about this. I I think they're only open a few days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And and apparently at that point, um, I I know Robert Listenberger had t- stopped and talked to them that they didn't have a menu board and they didn't have any prices posted. And he said you have to get Americanized and yeah. let people know. I mean, because they would have like kind of like a, a thing of the day, a, a meal or a sandwich of the day. They also had some other sandwiches, but right. But he said you got to ha- you got to put the menu up there so people know. So he's been trying to help them um you know, get established. Yeah, I stopped in, the in there too, give my card if they want to do a ribbon cutting, so. Um and then right down from that uh, in the old uh Oh, yeah. And co office yeah. building, um, always images, photography studio. A young lady out of uh, Culver opened that up, and uh, so I think you have to make an appointment. It's not open all the time, but make an appointment and and do what do what you got to do. So, um, and there's n- another Mexican restaurant is coming. I didn't I didn't list this, but it's going to be across the alley from City Hall. Um, oh, right there in the right there. Yeah. You know, um, the, the classic, beauty shop was going image. out. Yeah, yes. Image, uh, is moving. And, uh, so, uh, another Mexican restaurant there and I haven't heard much about it yet, but, um, he bought the, he bought the building. So, cool. Um, That'll be very convenient. Yeah. yeah well. <laughs> You'll be smelling it all day and like, oh, well, I'm we hungry. Sp- we now smell what they're doing at the, at the grocery store all the time. Okay. Anyway, so. <laughs> Uh, a, a very unique business on Garrow Street um, called uh, Ivy Terra opened last week, and 
Um, it was funny. I I went in there, gave him my card, and um, said, "If you want to do a you know a grand opening, let me know." And they gave me a cup of coffee. I bought a cup of coffee and got back to the office, and it was warm. <laughs> wasn't hot. It was warm. It was okay. <laughs> it tasted great. And uh, I, they texted me and said, uh, "We just realized that our um, our heat wasn't on our." Pot. On the pot. <laughs> on the pot. So uh, you can come back anytime and get a free cup of coffee. So uh, that was sort of funny. Um, uh-huh. And then um, another, uh, they also sell plants in that store. Too. And that is, if you go way back, folks, that's the second location of WTCA. We actually started broadcasting out of the transmitter site yeah. on Muckshaw Road for a while. Then we moved down to Water Street to that building really? there and broadcast out of there for probably five years huh. um, before that we remodeled this. The, this was the old dairy building, and we remodeled this. So, yeah. Dairy building? Yeah, this was a dairy. Really? They made cottage cheese on this Is side. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Before my time. Yeah, before my time too. <laughs> Wonder if there's any left over here. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I love cottage cheese. I like cottage cheese too, but if if it sits too long, no. It actually makes me proud that I'm sitting in a room where cottage <laughs> cheese was once made. There I you go. Feel good about that. <laughs> um, the Royal Hair Studio is a a young man that he actually started in the building where Ivy Terra was. Right. Was there? Um, six months or so, and then uh, moved over to LaPorte Street. And um, his dad is uh, the owner of uh, the Symphony Restaurant. Oh, okay. Uh, so. Ahmad, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good friend of my, my sons and the family. Yep, uh, yep. Great folks. Yeah, yeah. Well, and if you are looking for that stylish haircut, yeah. you're going to get it there. Yeah. Well, so, and um, somebody came in yesterday and, I had been in, I had been in there to tell him, you know. You don't have to go in there, do you? No, I know. <laughs> um, Just joking there. Yeah. Um, and then somebody came in yesterday and gave me his card, and I said, "Well, I already gave him my card. If he wants to, you know, do something, <laughs> so I'm gonna stop in there today and say hey to him and see what we can get something going." So cool. And then, uh, of course, uh, the Ponderosa replacement on, on the north side, uh, Culver's. Man, they worked all winter long. I don't think they have stopped yeah. once. Yeah. In some of that weather, and uh, so that's coming along. Um, I think they're looking for a summer opening. So. <clears throat> that's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. And then, um, <laughs> yesterday uh, we broke ground on surf broadband, even though they broke ground all over the city uh, for back in September, um, and uh, it was sort of strange. There's flags everywhere. There's utility flags throughout this whole city. And uh, so I called Donnie Davidson last week, and I said, what do these people do here in a couple weeks when they're going to start mowing? They take these flags down? And he said, "If, if your property with flags in it has a pink flag in it, then you can take those flags up. It's already been done. They're they're completed. The pink flag means... They've come through and it's a finished project. Right. So if you got a pink flag, you can take all the flags down. Rusty's like going. Okay, I, I just have a, a quick thought on that. Yeah. If it's done, why do you put another flag in it? 
Why can't it just be well, done? Well, because they they don't want to go around and t- pick up their own flags. This one. Yeah, and because it's multiple different companies. When you think about it, when they're doing these projects, you got water department, sewer department, electric. But, but they're there to, to tell people that it's there. So why would once it's in there and done, why would you put another flag in to say, "Oh, well, it's done. We'll leave this well, flag some, here." It's somebody like, may, not, may not realize that there there is even a they call them flower pots um, on their property. These I, things in the ground, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and and maybe some of these snowbirds have been in Florida and now they're coming back and go, "What are all these flags in here for?" Um, claiming so. it in the name of the nation of pink or whatever you're oh, doing donnie did say <laughs> last night that they've actually started just when they're done going through yeah, it just, when he's done yeah. they kind of because he has to go and make sure it's done to right. spec yeah then sometimes he just they just pull them all out for people well, just but I, I pulled up i think four yards of them <laughs> in my neighborhood it's last like, week so when okay, i found out when i found the pink Flag rule. <laughs> there you go. But uh, that was a that was an interesting uh, groundbreaking yesterday, and um, a lot of people there. That uh, well, Commissioner Overmeyer was there, and um, Connie shot. from the chamber was there. They they yep. had uh, and 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 this had to do with something which they haven't really talked about, but they're actually using some St. Michael's property to put. I'll go call it a pedestal, you know, to put a small little piece of equipment so they can continue to expand the services. So, you know, they're just trying to expand it further out into the communities. There are 14 different sections of Plymouth to be done. And so that's why we're seeing all these flags, because they're working on doing the whole the whole town, Coven City. And uh, <laughs> got to get that right. The whole city, and so um, you know, they're they're like this was like the northern part. Okay, we're we're working up on the northern northern side, and so that's okay. what it was. So yeah. Um. Another thing I I really like is uh, I started talking about um, our common council, and uh, a lot of times. Uh, we have a couple of them that are on. A, we have some subcommittees now, uh, c- council subcommittees that stay very busy. And Don Ecker um, went out of his way yeah. to to uh, talk about to go to the the the. Well, first of all, um, because of the unknowns of COVID in in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. We weren't sure about um, what kind of finances we would have, and so we gave no pay raise in 2021. Um, and uh, one third into the into the year, uh, Don is a numbers guy, and he got with uh, the, the the clerk treasurer and started looking, and things were looking good. So by July 1st, um, we were able to give. Uh, a 1.5% pay raise from July 1st through the end of the year. And then uh, last year we gave a, uh, or this year we gave a 3% pay raise. So, um, and that was just uh, Don Ecker and, and pretty much on his own with with our subcommittee, uh, which also included uh, Robert Listenberger and um, 
that that was good and then and then um he he sat on another committee yeah he did he um he went to chief hollum um we went to chief hollum and talked about uh pay raises for the volunteer firefighters and uh you know we we're down right now um number wise and and um so we went from in in 17 it was $12 per call so we moved that to 15 and then uh just last night passed uh the $20 so now we're at $20 a call out or a this now called a credit uh so if you get called out um as a volunteer you get you get $20 if you're there for 2 hours you get uh $10 more and if you're there for Another two hours of it's a, you know, obviously a very long fire, uh, if you will, like we had on Plymouth Laporte Trail a while back. Uh, you get ten more dollars, mm-hmm. so um, it's, it could be a forty dollar call out for you. Um, <clears throat> and um, that was good. I, I I truly appreciated the leadership of of my council members for for bringing things like that forward. Uh, speaking of your council members, uh, you also talked a little bit last night um, about. Uh, Bill Walters, during the the hiring process, the the chief has been going through the hiring process, and so you guys interviewed a couple of candidates, and Bill Walters came up with a suggestion. He did, and um, we hired we we interviewed two very high quali- highly qualified candidates uh, about six weeks ago now, and um, Bill uh, talked to Chief Hollum and. We were only going to hire one, but we want to expand our full-time force as well. So um, this was a first step. And so Bill uh, got a hold of uh, Chief Hollum and, and, um, to see if we could possibly hire both of them. And um, he went to Clerk Treasurer uh, Lynn Gorski, and um, that, was, uh, that, was, that decision was made to do that. So uh, rather than having to tell one that they didn't make it, they both made it, which is a Fantastic! Yeah. yeah, definitely. And um, so now we'll now we'll have uh, thirteen full time. I guess we're down to paramedics, so um, we'll be right in that twelve, thirteen range. Well, full-time. and they also uh, approved last night on second and third reading a stipend for paramedics yes. of five five thousand um, dollars. If uh, keeping up their certification, yes. Uh, for and those guys so. stay so busy. I mean, they're literally between eighty and eighty-five percent of all the calls that yes that the fire department gets. So, um, and they're very dedicated to what they do, and truly appreciate them. Yep, definitely. Um, then the you put it in your address, and actually during the board of public works and safety meeting, uh, the police chief. Uh, asked for some permission to um, expand out the take-home car policy for uh, officers. Yes, right now we have take-home car policy for um, sergeants and um, I guess the assistant chief and police chief and detective. And uh, so we wanted to take that step a little further uh, by midsummer, I think we'll have we'll be able to have um, a take-home car for each person living in Marshall County. There's three that live in St. Joseph County, so 
at this time, they will not be getting uh, take-home cars, but but that could change in the future as things go, and this is going to be phased in. Uh, they will not, at this time, be driving them off-duty, but it's still good to see that police car and parked in neighborhoods. Definitely. You know, so. It's a deterrent when you know that there's a policeman right down the road um, when his car's parked there for the whole neighborhood. It, it's not just right there in the immediate area, but they're, they're like, uh, no, I don't think I want to do any crimes in this area. Right. Um, and then you took the time at the end of the meeting to thank all your uh, department heads for all the uh, the work. They're the ones who really... They do. You know. The department heads and, the, and all the city employees um, that we have, we, we probably, in my 14 years, probably averaged 105 employees here. Uh, so they all do a good job and um, appreciate uh, Lynn Gorski and what she's been able to do. Deputy Clerk uh, Kyle Williams um, has been steady, man. I, I, I just really like working with him now and... Uh, and Lynn is a, is a breath of fresh air, if you will, uh, for for what they're doing downstairs. And um, we all know what City Attorney Sean Cerisi, how busy he stays. And <laughs> yes. I, oh my gosh, I mean, the guy's always always doing something. And That's a good thing we're not paying him hourly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> no doubt. Uh, and he's been he's on the executive. Um, committee of the stellar and and uh is really into the ready program as well so um our human resources director jennifer Klingerman does that's an awesome job she's been in there about almost two years now and you know people go and talk to her in her office and the door will be closed and that's that's what hr is uh, yep. i don't want to know about it um unless it has to do something uh somewhere down the road where you know, we have to fire somebody, possibly, but um, she does an awesome job and just got her bachelor's degree in business administration last last fall. So, And uh, we all know uh, Laura Mann, um, what she does for the city in many, many ways. And last week, uh, during the pink flag ordeal, <laughs> um, she was um, in, Flor- in Florida on spring break, and I called her up and I said, you can do this a lot better than I can. Would you put this out on Facebook? And and she did. So um, so if you have a pink flag, take up all the other flags. Just you're good to go. You're you can go. you can mow right over them. No, don't do that. They're wire. Yeah. Just go out there. It's pretty <laughs> interesting when you think because I've seen some of those guys throw that, and it sticks in the ground. How they? Oh, really? I, I mean, seen. they have some wrist action or something they'll probably come up with corporal tunnel or something well they they are they're working at night sometimes they're, they have these big trucks with bright lights on the front of them and man that's crazy well and and surf broadband they work whatever the weather is if it's snowing if it's raining there's they're still out there working um and they're not just working in our community uh yeah. we interviewed trend weldy yesterday who's running for county commissioner and um, they're working over in the Bremen yeah, community. They've Bourbon, done bourbon. Bourbon's up and running. Um, yeah. So Ward told me that he has internet already with him. So fantastic. Yeah. So Mayor, I want to switch hats uh, a little bit here and switch over to the city council meeting. Oh, uh, we still got to do that too. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> 
Um, and, and She's I, a slave driver, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I chose for my lead story last night from the meeting, I chose to talk about um, the ordinance amendment on there to basically, I, I, I assume it's just like getting rid of an ordinance that was established in 1994, I believe, um, that would prohibit alcohol in Centennial Park during the Blueberry Festival. Yes. Any other time you're having a family reunion out there, you can have alcohol in your cooler. Um, you know, we don't have a law against it, only during that long weekend. And um, so at the meeting last night, um, the, the Blueberry Festival has already kind of worked this out with the park department, um, I think it was in 2020, they actually sat out and met with the park department when and they readjusted the contract and because there had been a clause in the contract between Blueberry and the park that there would be no alcohol too. And they took that out of the contract um, and then Blueberry didn't realize there was this ordinance on right. the books. And so um, last night um, was first reading of an ordinance to get rid of that so that there can be a beer garden now it does not that i don't know though getting rid of that maybe it just needs to be modified that allows it to be you can have beer in this location but because you can't bring in beer and go watch the fireworks right or the tractor pole or exactly. the horse poles or anything like that that is not permitted well the city of plymouth is very unusual in that we do allow alcohol in our parks um, obviously, seen it more at uh, Mayor's Month of Music. Yeah, definitely. In August, um, everybody can bring their coolers and and sit and enjoy. Um, and over those years, over the since 2015, when we started that, um, we've had maybe two incidents, and it was the same guy two years apart. <laughs> you know, so um, uh, we just haven't had had any issues, and um, and we always have. Uh, Police on on patrol uh, there, uh, but and well, if we you have, have the a, summer sip and brew fest down right. in River Park Square. Exactly. Um, now that one is a, a very regulated event it is. with the gate and police white, are there. Yeah, the, well, we put the white fence up. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> the white fence is up. Um, and then I know downtown on the street when it's art in the street, in the there street. they yeah. have I believe like a beer and wine testing. Yeah, uh, the the brewery and. From Knox called 1056 um, comes over every year and uh, Mike Hempel and Erica Mike is a retired state trooper he came up with that 1056 because 1056 in police terms means drunk pedestrian so um, instead of calling his bar the drunk pedestrian yeah he calls it a 1056 and if it was 1055 it would be uh, drunk driver. Well, he didn't want that. Obviously, oh, heavens yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so um, city councilman Dwayne Culp is also. I didn't realize he was the he is the Blueberry Board President. Right. So he spoke. He he left his seat at the city council. He came to the podium, and he took off his hat and, I mean, just took off his city council hat and put on his Blueberry hat and spoke to the council members as uh, a member of the Blueberry Board with their request to get rid of this ordinance 
so that they can host a beer garden this year in the park. Yes, and it's it'll be very very secured. I can guarantee you. Um, <laughs> You've had discussions about this. Yes, yes, and uh, they're not even exactly sure where right now. Talk is talk might be in the area of the amphitheater. That's, that's the most recent, but oh, um, and that that would be easy to put you know the white fence around that if we have to. Um, I've been to the uh, the Pierogi Fest in in Whiting, Indiana, and uh, that's uh, very secured there too. I think they have a six foot fence actually. That they put up around yeah, the, temporary, the wow. right in the middle of the street. Yeah. Well, maybe we could borrow it. I and those people heard Mike Height cringe. I'm going to have to go pick up a six foot fence and bring yeah. it. <laughs> no blueberry. Is. Oh, okay. Um. I had heard, I mean, the last talk I had heard was nor- on the north end down in the basketball courts where we would have maybe an eight-foot fence around those basketball courts of it being. And it is definitely going to be a secured location Yes, that police officers will be there in. But it will be, when I was talking with Dwayne, it, it's also like a, a family-oriented so it's just not a bunch of people in there drinking that he actually will have a section where the the plans are or he's hoping to have like some picnic tables and some awnings or canopies so there there'd be some shade and they they might even get some music playing in there. Love a wristband on. Yeah, so yeah. that they know they they're gonna track who's coming in and how much they're drinking. Didn't Taste of Marshall County have that yes. at one point, and, and yeah. it was the same kind of a thing because yes. I remember that uh, in the barn. Um, I'm not sure. I think uh, my kids and I got something to eat, and then I got a beer and sat there. So I yeah. I don't know if it was exactly the same though. Yeah, yeah. it's similar, but a similar kind of thing. Yeah, they, sure, they, they that did that a few times at yeah. the amphitheater. You could sit and have a little something to eat, and then with your um, family. The, the the barbecue fest uh, was the same. Yep. Same thing. So. Definitely. So um, he he talked a little bit about it. Um, and um, the company that he's working with is very experienced in this. They've actually they actually host about 300 beer gardens a year, uh, basically in the northern Indiana area, you know, southern Michigan. So very familiar with it. Um, and but Dwayne said he's actually. If this passes, he's actually willing, and and his head of security is willing to go to some of these and and talk with them and find out how, what they're doing, how they're doing it, so that they can make this as safe as possible. Yeah. Um. There there were some questions from uh, Councilman uh, Councilman Greg Compton wanted to know if this was a permanent change or just a like a one year trial run um, situation. You know, in '19, um, we had we had a beer garden um, you know, on private property, right yes. there. Um, you know, with the old cleaners, dry yep. cleaners was prices, and it went well. Um, and and we really couldn't tell them no because they were on private property. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and that that was the same thing. It was very secured, and uh, you you got a wristband when you walked in. And um, I think Marshall Clevenger was a part of that, and. And uh, that went uh, that went well, so I think we can do it again, um, uh, as long as it's it is what they say it's going to be. Um, and 
and you don't know until you give them an opportunity and to if, show uh, it. Greg's right. If 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 it doesn't work the first time, then we'll knock it out. You know, That's, so. it will. It won't be back the second year. Yeah. Um. Obviously, uh, Dwayne talked, and and this is uh one way the the festival is hoping to. Uh, maybe attract some new people to come to the festival, but also um, to raise some funds for the festival because these are typically good fundraisers. Right. To, this would be you know, hosted by the Blueberry Festival, so the fundraiser would be for the festival on that. So um, on first reading, um, typically it's just by title, and that's it, and Sean's done, and he sits down. Uh, but this last night you actually you know, allowed some conversation back and forth between the council and uh, folks from the Blueberry Festival who attended. There were several uh, people from the festival who attended and were there in support of it. Um, Dwayne also talked about the, the police officers that are involved. They have over 100 officers that, that serve during that weekend, and they come from 25 different police agencies around the area. So, um, at, they also work very close with the Plymouth Police Department because the park is within the city. And, um, you know, they just, they want a chance to prove themselves, I think. Right. So being that it's on first reading, there's actually no vote taken. It's just heard. The vote will come um, at the next meeting uh, when you have second reading. And at that point, you may have third reading depending on, you know, uh, what pops up in sure. the audience and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I just felt that it was really important. I And I, I thought it was interesting because um, Bill, Bill Walters, who sits on the Board of Works, but also is a past member of the Blueberry Festival. And president. And was a president. When, um, I, when I was on there, he was president. He was supportive of the idea, and he talked about – um, the, the the Blueberry Festival is the premier festival in Indiana, and all of the other festivals look up to the Blueberry to how do you do that, how do you do this. And um, so he says if Blueberry does it, they do it top notch, and there shouldn't be any issues. But if there are any issues, they're immediately addressed. Right. And so he was very supportive of it. So we'll see what happens on, on the other two readings, but... Uh, I thought it, I thought it, I thought it went well, um, so we'll see where it goes. Okay. From there, I mean, there just was all kinds. Well, we'll just I guess we'll just travel on a little bit further from that. Um, not on the agenda. Uh, B. A. Martin, Brent Martin, and Kevin Berger were there. Um, he is developing the what's that apartment complex called? <laughs> Kevin Berger Riverside Commons. Mm -hmm. Um, and they have a little bit of, they were having a drainage issue. And, and basically, the city has hired <coughs> Locke Mueller to do some work for them in the absence of a full-time engineer. Right. And so um, it was kind of interesting because Brent, as an architect, said, and, and actually Kevin did too as a developer, you know, an engineer wants it in, in pipe, in the ground, in pipe. So they have a, a drainage issue, and the problem is that when you have water lines and sewer lines and storm sewer lines, the water lines have to be 10 feet from the storm sewer and the sewer lines. So that means that they were going to have to dig up in the alley. And then 
it was going to be the city's expense to fix the alley back up and, and take care of that. So uh, Brent Martin came up with the plan of let's put a swale in and take the stormwater off through swales to the retention area where they're going to where they're going to hold their water um, instead. But the city's so-called engineer wants it in a pipe, and so they had to come before the board and get permission to change it from a pipe to a swale, and. There was some discussion and ex explanation of what a swale is. Yeah, my, I will never forget <laughs> after the flood of 08, uh, my first month in office, um, Rick Gall, the city engineer at the time, uh, was using the word swale often. And I finally said, Rick, what's a swale? So he explained it to me, and that was, uh, that was way back when. So, And now you know what swales are, and yeah. we've got them all over the town. We do. So it's just a way to carry the water away to an area where you want it to go. A lot of people have them right in their own property, um, you know, so that the water doesn't hang in their yard. It goes out to the curb and gutter and that kind of stuff. So um, after a discussion, it was passed. And, and there was a little bit of urgency because we are coming into construction season now. And so if they had to get do the pipe part then they were going to have to order pipe and all of that kind of stuff and get it going which could slow down the process so they were they they asked them if there was a possibility they'd vote on it and they did vote on it and approved it unanimously yeah they needed that done um and then finally we'll wrap up there was a discussion posted on the agenda a discussion for it services mm -hmm. um and this is for uh, basically larry hatcher from the wastewater department yeah. has been handling the city's IT done a very good job probably since the inception yeah. of um, starting with computers i mean back in the day we didn't even have computers that's then. Exactly you know right. bringing computers on and all of that kind of stuff and um so it's gotten to be a pretty overwhelming job that all these different departments when you think about it the clear out to the park and the street department and everything and so um, last year, you guys decided to get a subcommittee put together, some more volunteers from uh, the council, um, who are Shiloh Milner, Greg Compton, and Jeff Huyen mm -hmm. are the three, the subcommittee that are, have been investigating this. And um, so the city engineer introduced it as that they were looking to engage a company um, and move forward with the contract with PC Source. City Attorney. City Attorney. Yeah. Uh, and provide services. <clears throat> I, I was surprised it was provide services except for the utilities department where Larry is still going to handle that stuff. Right. But obviously he knows it by the back and of his hand. they have a different hand. system completely. Um, so, so um, the... Uh, the after speaking with PC Source, they gave a presentation of six thousand nine hundred dollars a month, uh, with an additional three hundred dollars monthly for offsite server services. I don't know what you call it because I'm not technology. We should ask Bob about that. Hmm. I don't know what it's called, but um, you know, and a, a lot of this comes because of cybersecurity. I, I mean, we've all seen it on TV recently with what's going on with the Ukraine and Russia, that sure. Russia was going to attack the United States through cybersecurity and, you know, cause issues here. 
um, which they do. I, I, the Russians have actually once um, attacked my website, and fortunately, Bob got got it taken care of with no problems, wow. no cash layout or anything. Um, but that's that's the biggest piece of it is cybersecurity. And uh, so there was a little bit of discussion, and some of the members of the committee, actually, um, Greg Compton, who sits on the committee, asked if there had been a recommendation from the committee yet. Well, he sits on the committee, so um, there had been no recommendation from the committee itself. Um, and it was kind of determined um, the Fire department and the police department have used PC source for a number of years, right. and they they were more inclined to want to stay where they were and not, you know, make a difference. And so um, the city just decided, well, then that's where we'll go. And the committee is now saying, no, we want to look at this they further. Want, they want to compare prices, right? That's, that's fine. And so. Um, the action that was requested was tabled um, at the meeting, and the subcommittee is going to get together again and, and sit down and uh, hopefully get some um, proposals from other companies so they, they can make sure that their pricing is right, that, that we're getting apples to apples, and, and all that kind of stuff when you're doing contracts. So... Okay, Mayor, is there anything else that you feel that we should... I mean, there there's still a, a lot of stuff that it's okay. happened during the meeting, but um, that I'll be talking about over the next... Oh, we should mention a li just a little bit. You don't have to go into deep thing, but that um, Holiday Properties um, is going to be building that company out uh, at the far west end of Miller Drive, right. down past the old motorcycle place, whatever that was called. And yeah. Cycle. Cycle. What was that called? Gosh, darn. Turn one. Turn one. There, turn one motorsports down there, yep. west and behind where that was located. Um, and Holiday Properties is building the building, but then Anderson is coming in, Renewal by Anderson is coming in with a long-term lease on that building. And actually, the gentleman from Holiday Properties said basically they're paying the taxes, they're paying the insurance. It's basically their building. Um, and so they're looking to spend a ton of money in our community. Right. Um, they would be closing their facilities in South Bend and relocating here. Obviously, some of their employees are, uh, will, will transfer down, sure. the ones who want to drive down. And, we'll and he said down. there will be some yeah. coming from Carmel. Coming up from the south. So um, it's kind of excited, but um, they are looking for a 10-year tax abatement. It is a 10-year phase-in tax abatement. So after the first year, then it phases in so that um, it, it gives them a break, and that's that's not uncommon. Um, just so people know, the wages that, that they are proposing here um, eighteen to twenty-two dollars an hour for in the warehouse, twenty-one to twenty-four dollars an hour for OPS support, whatever that is, uh, twenty-six to thirty dollars an hour for the measure tech. I'll be the measure tech. I can read a ruler, <laughs> and then uh, the de design consultants uh, makes anywhere from seventy-five thousand to a hundred thousand dollars. So. 
Um, they plan to bring in 85 good paying jobs. Uh, and also when asked um, about the benefits, uh, they have, uh, they offer a 401k with a 15% match, which is huge right now. Um, they have mental health services. They have full health insurance coverage. Um, and they have something called gratify. And I can't remember what it was, but I did, uh, did write it down. Um, and they, they understand that it's not just the hourly pay, but it's the benefits that help you retain an employee for the long term. And it was really nice. Uh, there was two men up on the screen, I thought. And he actually introduced at the beginning yeah, I'm the only one I'm spoke, The two so. guys and only one spoke. Um, but I, I'm kind of excited to see another yeah. new company come to town. Absolutely. So um, that was the first part, declaring the property, be in a revitalization area. In a couple of weeks, uh, Laura Walls will be back with Marsh County Economic Development Corporation to affirm and and go ahead and get that tax abatement wrapped up. So good deal. Yeah. Okay. Mayor, I think we've talked long enough. Now, well, don't forget, if there's a pink flag in your yard of flags, you can take your flags out. You can just pull the flags out. All right. Yeah. Pink flags. Yeah. Or a pink and yellow tie-dye shirt. Oh, cool. <laughs> so I you get to, I, I would, you get to... I would pull this off, but ah! that's not something anybody <laughs> needs to see. Yeah, it's not a, not a pretty sight. Well, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mayor, thank you for coming by. We appreciate made, it. Made it through with no calls again. That's Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the phone lines are always open, so. All right. All right. Well, thank you. we will see you later. We'll take a break. Right. We will. Hey, Carrie, you know how we like to say that high school sports are the purest form of amateur sports? Pure spirit, pure sport. That's Indiana High School Athletics. Well, I learned something the other day that further proves that. I'm interested. Tell me more, Chris. Well, we all know what amateur means, but do you know the root of its meaning? It means for the love of. Wow, you're right. That really does reinforce the idea that high school sports are the purest form of sport. Fans, I'm IHSA Assistant Commissioner Chris Kaufman. And I'm Assistant Commissioner Carrie Rosati. If you want to watch sports in their purest form, get a ticket and go support your high school sports teams. Everyone there, from the players and coaches to the fans and officials, they are there simply for the love of the game. Pure spirit. Pure sport. This is Pure Spirit. This is Pure Sport. This is your IHSAA. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Here we go.
monster out, I had to leave you early. The girls are really sleazy. All they just say is please me. Or spend some time and rock a rhyme. I said it's not that easy. Tune to FM 106.1 and AM 1050 WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. And what's your opinion? Phone lines are open at 574-936-4096. So call now and join the fun. Now here's Kathy and Rusty. I didn't know you could break dance. <laughs> yeah. That, that had a nice little beat to it. I kind of like that, but some, I don't... Some old school. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. I better... Well, I'm not sure. My thing is kind of acting up, so we'll see. Run. Run DMC. DMC. Yeah. Hip-hop. Yeah. Hip-hop. You said rap hip-hop. Well, it's, uh, that, was, that was some old school. Yeah. And let's see. Oh, maybe I want it back. What was the name of that song? Tricky. Tricky, tricky, tricky. Okay. Oh, is it, It's not a 2009 song, is it? Yeah, might be. Is it? I don't know. I, I would guess it wasn't. But uh, they've been around a long time. Well, we have to check. We might have to. We might have to add that to the. Well, they got another one. It's pretty good. Might want to look up. <laughs> You'll yeah. be illin' is a good one too. So. Yeah, I, I kind of like that little beat. I mean, that's yeah, pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. They are very good. Okay. Um, I think I've talked enough. Boy, I've talked a lot today. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. nobody wants to hear me talk, really. Um, I do <laughs> want to let folks know uh, that uh, the, the guys from the American Legion stopped in yesterday and saw me. And they are hosting a pulled pork dinner this Saturday, April the 2nd, from 4 until 7 p.m., um, it is going to be pulled pork sandwich with baked beans and coleslaw. It's $10 a plate. You can eat in or you can carry out. Um, and the number to call is 574-284-3031. That's 574-284-3031. I'll try and announce this every day so that you'll get it drilled into your head. The American Legion is located out on East Jefferson Street, Kind of like across from Oliver Ford. Right, ma'am. In that area. Yep. Uh, Elks Lodge, don't forget, Friday night. Fish all you can eat. Jumbo shrimp. Fish and shrimp. See what they did there. And uh, chicken and noodles. Oh. Sounds good. So uh, that includes salad, potato, dessert. They're serving from five to eight. Carryouts are available. So Very good. Elks Lodge. Friday night. Okay. Friday night fish. Um, other than that, oh, darn, I, I need to, you know, I just don't look at the calendar very often. Tomorrow, yeah. we are going to, oh, we're, I mentioned this yesterday. We're going to talk about the second annual Community Cleanup Challenge oh, tomorrow yeah. on the show. Um, And you have a signing to go oh, to yeah. at 10.30. Yeah. So, we have to talk faster. <laughs> we may have to. I, I'd say change seats, but I haven't worked on that side for so long. That... Well, you know how it goes. It's just yeah. it's so complicated. Yeah, just so much is. to remember, so many things to do. It's just I don't know how I do it every day. I really don't. <laughs> uh, 
Somebody said something about a monkey could do it. No, uh, <laughs> that's usually what I will uh, compare my uh, yeah, job no, to. Yeah, the monkey's got to have. Well, he's going to be using both fingers well, or I both said, hands I and said, his feet to I get things done. I said trained going. monkey though. Once it's <laughs> trained, it has it down. So. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining us this morning. Do remember that, you know, this this is an opinion show. So when we talk, like we were talking about blueberry and the possibility of serving beer, you know, if you want to have that discussion, you need to give us a call at 574-936-4096. It's been the same number for 50 years. Just really? Ha- you just had to add on the, first you had to add, add on the, Nine three six to go, okay. and now you have to add on the five seven four nine three six to call. But yeah. yeah, it's the same number we've had ever since we came to town. Really? So, yep, that's amazing. Um, you're always welcome to give us a call. Okay. Okay. Very good. I'm going to go and I was going to say put my feet up on my desk, but that's not what I'm going to go do. I'm going to yeah. write some news stories. Yeah, put your feet up on your, put yeah. your hands up on your computer that's keyboard. About is it. What you're going to be doing? I'm going to hit this button. Yeah, give me a banana. That's a trained monkey at work there. Uh, wishing some folks a happy birthday. If you hear your name, you're going to go in the hat. You're going to be eligible for four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. Uh, after our drawing on Friday, if you're the winner, Chris Locker. Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday to you. You're in the hat. Definitely. And uh, you're eligible for that drawing on Friday from those lovely prizes. La Dessert Cafe. And also the Coffee Lodge. No anniversaries today. Got a few waiting. If you have an anniversary. This month. This month. Any time this month. Yep. From or, March 1st but to get March it, 30th. Get it to us early, too, for April. Just say, you got an anniversary sure. at some point. Send it to us. Oh, I've got, I, we, I know I got an April 1st uh, anniversary yeah. in there already. And so We can put them in there. And then at the end yeah. of the month, there's a drawing for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. You can't win if you don't try. So there you go. Uh, so get your anniversaries into us. Now it's time for trade posting. You can buy some trade giveaway. Four items, four days, four free services for any of those items that I have for sale. A saddle. About time to get the horse out. Start riding around Marshall County. $300. If you need a saddle. And this thing, I, she's in pictures of it. This is, uh, this is primo. Looks brand new. $300. Called Joe. At 574-209-4255. It's 574-209-4255. That is the trading post for today. That's all I got. All right. Well, I'm done with my part. There is a little bit more news. You can listen in at noon or at 5 o'clock. You can also check out our Facebook page or our website at am1050.com. Very good. So. All right. All righty. Make sure that you join us again tomorrow at 9. Have a great day.